Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word from the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blaine, and as always, I thank God for being here with all of you on this episode number 325 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we are in the month of December, and we are looking at Christmas from a biblical perspective. I know there's some controversy there, but please go ahead and take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, and settle on in. Blaine encourages you is coming to you with it all started in Nazareth. That's what's coming up next. All right, everybody. So prior to us getting into the podcast content, I'd like to take a few moments to establish protocol. Whether you are a longtime listener or a first-time listener, we here at the BCU family are so glad that you've tuned in today and have chosen us to be a source of encouragement through the Word of God. Our tagline here is stay on the wall and certainly Through these tough times that we sometimes go through, BCU fam, we certainly need the Word of God to encourage our hearts so that we can stay on the wall and do what God has called for us to do. So if you have not already done so, I would love for you to become a part of the BCU family. So if you would, wherever you are listening from, whatever platform you've accessed the podcast from, take a look around for the subscribe button. Once you do that and subscribe, that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. So once again, welcome. Hey there, BCU fam. Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here with another podcast on the go. So as of this recording, we are about two weeks away from December 25th, otherwise known as Christmas, and the day set aside to honor the birth of Christ. Now, in the Christian community, there has long been debate about the appropriateness of actually celebrating Christmas. And some of those reasons, for those of you all who may not be aware, is because uh, Christmas is... Uh, In terms of the birth of Christ, there is no biblical reference to what day it is. Many feel that it's in September. Others don't know. Uh, Because the Bible is silent, uh, people feel it's not something that we should celebrate. There is the commercialism part of things. And, of course, whenever God is in something, the world has to come in as well. So because of the gift-giving and the merriment and the drinking and the carousing and the carrying on, uh, people feel that, Christmas should not be celebrated again, Christian community. And then, of course, there are pagan origins of Christmas as well. And that's a whole entire different post as far as how Christmas got started. It was a pagan holiday, and I believe it was the Romans that came in to uh, bring in the birth of Christ to calm down some of what was going on in the world at that time. So these are all very valid points when it comes to Christmas. And I can agree with the reasoning. Now, on the other side of that BCU fam, the birth of Christ is biblically recorded and should be acknowledged as such. As a matter of fact, as people of God, uh, those
those of us that have the Holy Ghost down on the inside, you know, we rejoice at the fact that God sent his son uh, for the world, that the world through him might be saved. So we thank God for that. And we live that all of the time uh, with God's help. So this isn't something, the birth of Christ, I believe, to be uh, put to the side or to be overlooked. Now, we don't celebrate like the world does. We really should uh, acknowledge that. Uh, and this is just a special time set aside to do just that. We can read these scriptures from January all the way through December, anytime, any place, any way, any day. So uh, I am not in favor of doing, again, everything that the world does at all. I am in favor of especially acknowledging uh, the birth of Christ at this time of year. So what we're doing in this post is we're going to take a look at a few of the lesser studied yet significant highlights around the birth of Christ. So let's get into the word of God, BCU fam. And I'd love for you all to go with me to the book of Luke. And we are going to go to chapter one in the King James Version. And we're going to go to verse number 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Now, I'd like to stop here and just back up to the 26th verse, well, verses 26 and 27, really, and just hone in on the fact that Joseph and Mary were from a place or a city named Nazareth. So this was their hometown. Now, this is the first mention of the city of Nazareth in either the Old or New Testaments. And with Nazareth, what's, what's interesting is, is that it's remarkable for being unremarkable. Now, the reason I say that, BCU fam, is that up until now, at least, Nazareth was a small, nondescript village. Again, having no mention in the Old Testament at all. And from my understanding, it was a small town that had probably between two and maybe 500 people. So this was the kind of place that everyone knew who you were. Now, most of the people who lived here were very simplistic and did not come from any notoriety, fame, or fortune. They were farmers who herded sheep and goats and cattle and mules, donkeys, camels, things of that nature. Also, some people that were housed there were the Roman garrison who guarded Galilee. So you have working class people here who went about their business and did things in a very ordinary way. Now, contrast that BCU fam to Jerusalem, which is about 55 miles north of Nazareth. Now, Jerusalem was the epicenter of Jewish life and worship. So, in other words, the more upper echelon people 
who worshiped God were in Jerusalem. That was the place to be. Okay. So you got Jerusalem and then you got Nazareth. All right. So very different places. One more populated, well-known, and then the other is just a place on the map. Notice which place God chose. Exactly. He chose Nazareth. Now, this could be also, BCU fam, part of prophecy. If you go to Isaiah chapter 11, verse number one, it says, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the word branch from my understanding is related to the word Nazarene. So that could just be prophecy. Uh, we don't know a hundred percent. What we do know is, is that God chose two people from a place where a king would not necessarily be born in the eyes of people. Now, people expect a king to come from a, a royal area, something that's populated and well-known and, and where the center of God may be. But the Lord chooses whom and where he wants to do things according to his will and his way. So he's chosen these two people from this place. And I say this to all of you because it does not matter, BCU fam, where you're from in order for God to use you. We don't have to be from a place that is very populated or well-known in order for God to get his glory. My parents are from a very small place in South Carolina, and the Lord chose both of them to be saved. Amen. And that gave birth, so to speak, to the second generation of saved individuals in the way of my brother and myself. And I know my other brother is coming in and we're working on the third generation with our children and grandchildren for so four generations. So we can't limit salvation to just highly populated, well-known areas. The Lord will use who he wants to when he wants to, and how he wants to. So don't let where you come from stop you from doing what God has called you to do. All right, so that's point number one. Now, let's go further into the reading. We're still in Luke chapter one. Let's go down now to verse 28. Actually, let's go back to verse number 26 just for uh, continuity. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And we can see Isaiah 11 and 1 again being fulfilled because Jesse was the father of David. So we can see that prophecy coming forth. And the virgin's name was Mary. Verse 28 says, and the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Now, BCU fam, I would be with Mary on this. I, I can't even imagine the Lord sending an angel to me to give me any sort of message. I just the very thought of it, it, it 
actually is mind-blowing. And I, I can only imagine how Mary felt at that particular moment. And, you know, when we think about Mary and who she is, this was a young, a very poor woman from, a again, a town that had no notoriety whatsoever. And I bring this to us, again, BCU fam, because... Not only did God choose someone from a nondescript town, this is a, a nondescript person. And what I'm saying to you is, is that God uses, he can use anyone, no matter who they are and what platform they're on. He often chooses the ordinary in order to carry out his will. And, and there's a reason for that, BCU fam. There's a reason that you were chosen to do what it is that you do, whatever it is for Christ. Uh, we don't have to have a special skill set in order to be used by God. Let's go on a little further. Now, verse number 30 says in Luke chapter 1, and the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end mm. that's something to get excited about BCU fam okay verse number 34 then Mary said unto the angel how shall this be seeing I know not a man now, Mary had every right to be concerned about what the angel said. Now, going back to verse number 27, remember that Mary and Joseph were espoused to one another. Let's talk about that piece of things. Now, espoused is another term for engaged in uh, most of our languages here. And Jewish marriage at that particular time, at least, uh, there were three parts to it. The first part was is that the families agreed to the union. Now, typically speaking, these marriages were arranged. And in some cases, they were a business deal. And you would get together with the families. And, and that way, everyone knew everyone and knew what the assets were and, and all those kinds of things. And that's what happened. That, that's how things happened, number one. And then once that agreement was made, then there was a public announcement was made after that where you were espoused to the person or betrothed to the individual. Now, once you became engaged, that was just as serious almost as the marriage. This was not something to be taken lightly or to be broken at any whim. Now, the only real legitimate reasons for breaking off a, an engagement was if someone passed away, obviously, and then if there was any sort of sexual infidelity. Okay, that's the only reason. Now, and then the third part was that people got married and lived together. So that's just how things happened. Now, because they were not married 
yet and living together. They hadn't gotten to part three. They got to parts one and two. What Mary was concerned with is that people would presume that she had been unfaithful and Jewish law said that Joseph could break the engagement, of course, of any because of sexual immorality or the alleged sexual immorality, right? Although we know there wasn't any. And that the authorities could have her stoned to death. And that goes back to Deuteronomy chapter 23 verses, uh, chapter 22 rather, verses 23 through 24. So that's what came to Mary's mind more than likely because, you know, she hadn't been with anyone, what's going to happen? So she had that question. Now, it was a legitimate question and the angel responded and said unto her in verse number 35, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee, shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. And then the angel tops it off with one of my favorite verses. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. BCU fam, this is a life verse. And this reminds us that when God is in something, when his will and his way are had, that there is nothing, hallelujah to Jesus, hallelujah, that shall be impossible. Now, it's our job to know, to pray, and to know what the will of God is, and he'll reveal that to us as needful. And we just have to trust that he's going to take care of everything. And it's interesting that the angel let Mary know that your cousin, your older cousin, is six months pregnant, right? With a son, and she was called barren. At that time, BCU fam, when a woman did not have children, it was a shame or reproach on her. And this is not the first time that God has opened up the womb of a woman who wanted a child, especially a man child. So, you know, God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. So let's believe God for our impossible situations today. If you've got one, give it to Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, Mary responds to the angel after everything that was said. And here's Mary's response, which I love. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her.
Once Mary had the question answered, and once she heard that her cousin was with child, that was all she needed. That was all the assurance that she needed, and she humbly submitted to what the will of God was for her life. And that is a reminder for us, BCU fam, that as the Lord is calling us to do what it is he's asking us to do, let it be according to his word. The angel came to speak on behalf of God. Now, again, we may not get an angel experience. It all depends on how God does things. When he's speaking to us with his help, with his grace, we want to carry out his will and his way so that he'll be glorified honored and praised and mary did just that submitting to the will of god does not always feel good it's not always easy and it's not always pleasant the lord is with us as we do that and we can call on him at any point in time when we need him to help us to carry his will out now we're going to make our way to luke chapter 2 And let's go to verse number eight. And there were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, we should also note that part of the population of Nazareth were shepherds and they were regarded as social outcasts. Again, not part of the upper echelon because of what they did. But again, God just is awesome in what he does. Let's go on to verse number nine. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, the social outcasts, everybody. (laughs) And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, fear not, For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you mm, is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, what stands out to me, BCU fam, is that last part of verse number 10, going into verse number 11, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This is for everyone. The angels were saying this, this good news, these, this, these good tidings of great joy, this is for everyone. Now, the scripture bears witness to that. Going very quickly to John 3, 16 and 17. Many of you all know that scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever, whosoever in Indonesia, whosoever in China or Bangladesh or Kenya or South Korea, or Romania, or Tunisia, or Bolivia, or Albania, or the United States, or Fiji, or St. Lucia, St. Martin, the Falkland Islands, whosoever, B 
HBCU fam. There are no limits on our God. Believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world, not into a particular place, but into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So wherever you are listening from, this Jesus is for you. This Savior, our good Jesus, is for you. For you and you, Jesus is for everybody. Amen. So verse number 12 of Luke chapter 2 says, And this, speaking to the shepherds, shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now, verse 13 is important because sometimes this is misconstrued here, BCU fam. Verse 13 says, And suddenly there was with the angel that was speaking a multitude of heavenly hosts. So more angels came about and they praised God. Mm. And they said, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men. Now it's important to note that the angels were not singing. The scriptures are specific in saying they were praising God and saying, very often we say they sang, but they said, nonetheless, they gave God praise. I tell you, uh, to be able to see angels giving God praise as I'm out here tending sheep, that, that had to be a sight, BCU fam. It did. All right, let's go to verse number 15 in Luke chapter 2. Glory to God, I tell you, he is so awesome. All right, verse number 15 says, And it came to pass, as the angel, angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. The shepherd said, the Lord came and told us about Jesus. Let's go see. Mm. The people who were not as revered, once again, BCU fam, those who were viewed as lower on the social scale, they got the news first. Ooh, Lord, I thank you. The Lord will use whosoever he wants to. All right, to get to what he needs them to see. All right, let's go to verse number 16. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they, meaning the shepherds, made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. All right. So it was the shepherds, really, who spread the news of the birth of Jesus. And once again, we see the hand of the Lord in this situation, BCU fam, where he is using people that don't have a high position in society to to let the world know at that time that Jesus had arrived. And again, this speaks to us on how many different levels, BCU fam? I know it's many for me. 
We don't have to have a large social following or status in order to talk about Jesus, to tell people about Jesus. Mm. All right. Verse number 18 says, and they that heard it wondered at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, Mary was a person who was a thinker and knew how to be discreet and not just say whatever came to mind, obviously. And you can see here that with everything that happened, because Mary was out there as well, and Joseph, and they saw everything. And rather than go and spread the news or to say much of anything, Mary just kept that to herself. And and I love that about Mary, because there are things sometimes, BCU fam, that we will witness and see. There are things that we may know about and we don't have the release from God to say anything about it. I can distinctly recall a situation where someone had, you know, shared some information with me and I may have talked about this on a podcast before and uh, it was a, it was a pretty public situation locally. And, and I knew a couple of the people that were involved in, in the, in the um, situation. And when someone asked me about what I knew about it. I, I told them, you know, what I knew. And the individual said, well, you didn't tell me. You didn't tell me that. It wasn't my story to tell. At that time, at least anyway, you know, we have to learn discretion, BCU fam, with certain things that God gives us uh, information for or makes us privy to. Let's pray and ponder things in our heart with God before we go and say certain things. That's important. All right, and let's finish up verse number 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard as it was told unto them. So as we can see, BCU fam, the birth of Christ was a momentous occasion. The birth of Christ had been prophesied years and years and years ago, and now that prophecy had been fulfilled. The king has been born. Ooh, Lord, I thank you. So this was something to be celebrated and to give God praise for. So with that, BCU fam, if nothing else for this time of year, let's give God praise, glory, and honor for Jesus and, and for his saving power and for his grace and for all that he is in our lives and for him being the king. His kingdom is not going to end. The kingdoms here in this world are going to rise and fall and rise and fall. And once Jesus comes in and takes over, I'll tell you, it's going to be a beautiful, it's going to be a beautiful time for those who know Jesus and the pardoning of their sins. So this is something to give God praise for. Amen, 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 amen. I am excited, BCU fam, as you can tell. I do love Jesus and I'm so grateful, so grateful for Jesus being a part of my life. Even in the tough times, Lord, I, I, I just give him praise. Even in the times where I don't understand things, BCU fam, I give God praise. I just thank God for Jesus. I thank God for the Holy Ghost being down on the inside and for him being a comforter and a strengthener and a keeper. So he does keep you if you want to be kept. So listen, I can go on and on and on. 
I really could go on and on, BCU family. Let's do this, though. Let's pray. <laughs> Let's take this all to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come before you, Lord, we're just so excited and we just thank you for your goodness, grace, mercy, love, your power. And of course, Lord, we thank you for the study that you have given us today. Thank you for reminding us of the aspects around your birth that we may not always pay close attention to, yet that detail, Lord, you're in. And we bless your name for helping us to see that. Lord, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you for sending your son, Jesus. As the song said, manger born, but on a tree. He died to save humanity. And we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for Jesus. We thank you for giving us a right at the tree of life. We thank you, Lord, for Jesus coming in to, to save us from our sins, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the Holy Ghost, the comforter, Jesus. We thank you for that, that leads and guides us into all truth. And we just bless your name and we thank you. And Lord, while we understand all the commercialism and paganism of this time of year, we understand all of that. What we want to do is we want to be sure that we celebrate your birth. And yes, we can do it all year long. And yes, we do with our lives. We just want to especially thank you at this time time of year. We pray, Lord, that you will bless each and every person that is listening here today and help us, Lord Jesus, to keep in mind all of the things that you've taught us today and to tell that to others so that they may ask, as always, Lord, we want people to ask, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to get this Jesus, this good Jesus down on the inside? So we thank you for helping us to be prepared for that answer. We bless you and we honor you, Lord. We bless your name. We praise you. We magnify. We adore you. And we lift you up, Jesus. We just bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, let every heart say, Amen. Amen. I just get excited when it comes to Jesus. He is a heart lifter, BCU fam. He just knows how to come in and, and do all kinds of things in our lives to just be a blessing to us. And even BCU fam, in times where it's tough, and I know I've said this already, he just knows how to come in and to bring joy because he's just down on the inside. I'm excited about him. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> get ready to wrap up. So, if you have not already gone to the blankcouragesyou.com site and left a comment, I would love for you to do so or wherever you're listening from. So head down to the comment section and let's have some conversation if you would and share this with someone if you feel like this would be a blessing to them. So with that BCU family, I'm going to sign off. Once again, this is Blen from blankcouragesyou.com. Thank you all so much for your prayerful support and for tuning in. And Lord will, and until the next time we are together, may our amazing God continue to bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you all peace as you stay on the wall.